welcome to the first ever episode of the 602 Row Show. I know that the Bachelor podcast, videocast universe is very full of a lot of really talented people. Uh, we want to try to take you through from more of a, a fantasy perspective, uh, playing daily, weekly, season long, uh, Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, uh, and just do this more of a uh, for fantasy people, by fantasy people, uh, with a little bit of help from uh, our friends and maybe the not so fantasy inclined. Uh, I am uh, Rick Weaver at King of Lakemore on Instagram, and my lovely co-host, if you'd like to introduce yourself. <laughs> um, I'm Megan Kenya um, on Instagram, super private, but you can feel free to DM me if you want to. <laughs> um, it's my last name, Kenya, MJ308. And so, uh, yeah, we're just we're getting started off here. We decided that we were going to to try to break into the ultra competitive YouTube market of people who cover a show that no one likes to admit that they watch. Uh, but really quick before we get really going, I just had to show you the final rankings from uh, from Bachelor in Paradise. Uh, so I I believe what this shows is that I came in first. Uh, and that Megan came in second. Um, what it does not show you is the 13 people who are atrociously bad, who also play in our league, that were, were miles behind us. Uh, but Megan, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I, I just ran away with it. No, no, no. What it doesn't show is that I was creaming you up until the second to last week where I made a couple of bad choices. So for any of you who have never played a fantasy bachelor, bachelorette, bachelor in paradise before, um, I wish you could teach me your ways. I wish I could be more like you because fantasy bachelor has taken up way too much of my time. Um, I got a really quick breakdown, just high level. We'll get into uh, the contestants here in a little bit for bachelorette, but just wanted to kind of give you an idea of what scoring would look like for something like this. Because um, it's not something that most people even think about. Um, so really what you're looking for for fantasy is who's going to go the longest, right? You really want to pick the winners. You really want to pick the guys getting roses. You really want to get the ones that they hit all those juicy moments that Bachelor people love uh, along the way. You know, saying, I love you, kissing and making out, the crying, the fighting. Uh, those are the types of things that you want to look for in fantasy. Um, so really if you if you get your your characters that you love and your characters that you love to hate... Uh, from a fantasy standpoint, that's that's almost always what these games are tailored to. Uh, it's always the the kind of points you're trying to pull down. Uh, we're going to focus today on the weekly game, um, meaning that you pick a new roster every single week. Uh, we'll get into the mechanics of that a little bit further on. Um, but there's also a season-long game, uh, which is, is my pride and joy. It's where my heart lives. Um, and we'll, we'll get to that if we can get like, you know, maybe 10 viewers on this video, we'll, <laughs> we'll make another one. Uh, so this is, this is Michelle Young's season. Uh, Michelle was on Mike's season of the bachelor. She came on a little late and, uh, was a, was a starlet, a darling. Um, she's tall. She's gorgeous, uh, basketball player. She's a teacher, um, really seems to check a lot of the boxes that uh, that the producers of The Bachelor usually look for. Uh, Megan, do you have any real high-level 
insights on Michelle here you'd like to share before we get into the guys? Yeah, I mean, like, I think just in general, like, Michelle strikes me as a different type of bachelorette, and I'm super excited to see how she does, because we've had a, um, I think the last few bachelorettes have been just, like, really animated people who just have these super huge personalities, Um, and I think with that, there's been ups and downs when it comes to kind of drama or being at times, like, misled or kind of pulled by different guys within their season, Um, but Michelle's a little bit older. Um, so she is 28 and she just like in general, I think like her personality is she's so composed and well-regulated and like, even on Mike's season, like their interaction, it like, it felt like they'd known each other forever, but it wasn't like that same excitement that he had with some of the other girls. Right. Like it wasn't like, Oh my gosh, I'm in love with you. Like, it was like, yeah, like this just feels good. Um, and so it's a very different vibe. Um, and I'm intrigued to see how that plays off. Now, for anyone who's new to Bachelorette or maybe unfamiliar with Michelle, uh, if your most recent exposure it was Bachelor in Paradise, uh, I guess what Megan's really trying to say here is that she's not Demi. <laughs> she's not Becca. Uh, she's very much her own person. Uh, and yeah. you know, I, up on the screen, you'll see the, the boilerplate from ABC, and they'll tell you that she's, she's charming and funny um, and really... Uh, Again, to echo what Megan said, the, the energy that came through, uh, she seems very genuine. She seems very, I won't say above the process because she has been on this show twice now. Uh, so there's a, there's absolutely a certain amount of work the producers are going to do on her and ulterior motives. I'll, I'll go ahead and show my hand. Um, I don't think anyone is on this show for true love. You might find it as a byproduct. Um, but in that minutia, in all of the day to day, that's where fantasy lives. Um, so we're going to get into the guys here and really give our first blush, um, just a disclaimer for anyone who is hardcore bachelor people. We're going to try really hard not to just like blatantly spoil things. Um, coming into this recording, uh, Megan and I have only watched, the preview, the three-minute preview of this season that was shown at the end of BIP. But I watched the Meet the Men, which is like a one-and-a-half-minute, mm. where they just all say, hey, and it's kind of corny. It's like on a white background, and they're all like, yeah, I, I turned it off. I couldn't do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we both play season long. We both like to win uh so we do have as much information as is current on october 12th about what happens in this season um haven't watched any breakdown videos of the first episode really don't uh follow a lot of the guesswork that's out there uh, but anything that you know of that's a major spoiler that's out uh we do know of so while we'll try to minimize that you're gonna see it in some of our some of our biases, you're going to see it in some of our picks. Uh, but just generally speaking, we'll try not to be like, hey, this is the person who wins. Um, I do have to call myself out early. Uh, I have, I'm very close to this season in a way I haven't been before. <laughs> I'm going to try not to let that color. Uh, it helps that certain people won't violate their non-disclosure agreements. Thanks, Disney ABC, for your ironclad lawyers. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll try to always be 
uh, cognizant of that and call out where we're about to spoil a whole season for you. Yeah, I love that little uh, self shout out you just did. I feel like you should just like brush that shoulder off a little bit as you do it. When you know people, you know people, Megan. I can't, uh, I can't help who I come into contact with. Um, this is literally the only reason why I wanted to potentially go out on a date with a guy who was almost on The Bachelor. I mean, it, it gives you a cachet that that you just wouldn't find anywhere else. It, it's it's really a, an insight to a world that exists on its own. These these bachelor and bachelorette people are are a different breed. Uh, one other thing I wanted to call out for myself: um, I'm a hater. I trash on people in the public eye pretty frequently. I'm going to try to be nice to these guys for this run through. Uh, if we get our 10 viewers and we make a second video and we have some footage that we've watched, I'm going to wreck these guys. Uh, it's just who I am, but I'm going to try to give them all a little bit of grace coming in here uh, and, and be nicer than I, than I otherwise would. Uh, so I'll post the link to uh, all these bios, but I'm just going to run through and we'll give some thoughts on the guys and we'll try to try to keep this video under 90 minutes, huh? <laughs> So first up is Alex, uh, Alec. He is 29. Uh, I'm not going to read to you. You're all capable of reading. So I'm going to kick it to Megan and let her give some thoughts. And uh, we'll kind of go back and forth on him for as long as is required. Uh, the one thing that I'll call your attention to are the, the bullet points at the bottom. Um, know that they don't write these bios. The producers very much do. Uh, and a common, scene, a common theme you'll see if you're new to Bachelor or new to Bachelor Fantasy is that the producers are the stars, uh, and these are their their set pieces. Uh, so that's the one thing I'd call attention to early would be those bullet points. Producers and the editors. Like, the editors of just dating shows in general, I would love to meet. So, like, if any editors of dating shows are out there, like, feel free to just, like, I don't know, comment on the video or something, because I would love to understand that process. Um, like, I used to watch, like, obviously, like, the VH1, like, dating shows, um, you know, School of Rock, and, um, uh, the Flavor Flav one, I'm blanking all of them right now, that's so bad, um, but the editing of them is so good, like, I'm actually specifically thinking of, like, um, Bad Girls Club, ugh, the editors should just, just, like, make some of those shows, so... I'm trying to decide whether to fall on my sword with you or just let you talk about all the horrible reality shows you've watched. Bachelor was my first. Uh, it has not been my last. I've, I've gotten kind of deep down the well. <laughs> okay. Um, but no, so Alec, I mean, he seems like an okay guy. Just like off the bat, um, he, if he was like walking down the street, I feel like he's just like maybe would blend in with the crowd. Um, maybe not a guy that, like, I would turn around for. Um, the, the bullet points are fine. The GQ magazine one is interesting to me. Maybe he's a little bit more, like, posh, which I don't know if Michelle's going to like. See, and that caught me as well. I, I'm 32, um, and GQ has kind of passed from consciousness for me, as a as a t-shirt wearing millennial, uh, GQ is never like a like a thing. So for me, that's that's almost a red flag. Is he too into 
how he looks, how him himself is. Like I'm, I'm borderline narcissist. So like I get it, but I don't read GQ. I look yeah. at myself in the mirror. <laughs> I mean, so one of the things for people who are new to the Bachelor world um, is we often see that the contestants there um, usually they have some kind of like deep soulful story that they try to bring up at some point. Um, and you'll notice here that by sentence three or no sentence uh, two, um, we already know that Alec has a past marriage. So look for that to come up in one of the first few episodes potentially um, to help him stick around um, trying to potentially gather that like sympathy vote from Michelle. Do you think that his marriage is potentially a big red flag for Michelle? I think it would depend on the context of it. Like, if he's 29, like, I could see maybe he had, like, a really early marriage, right? And that might be better. I don't know. I think it, like I said, I think it would very, so I think, one, it would depend on the context. I also very much with her think that it's going to depend on how he presents it and how he communicates about it. I think that she's going to be super big into um, how the guys present their stories and be, like, really attuned to that um, versus, like, only paying attention to the story itself. If that makes sense. It does. I've gone really out of my way to not look up these guys in the way I normally would before this episode. Believe me, the next week will be spent diving into their personal lives. Um, but just for viewers, uh, there's a huge difference between divorced wife and dead wife, to be crude. Um, those are very, very different. Uh, if anyone watched this last season of Bachelorette, you saw it with Michael. Um, the narrative is, is completely different. Um, it's, it's, it's not a, it's not a crutch or something to attack, uh, in that case. It's, it's, a, it's a, an emotional set piece. Um, so interesting to see where this goes. Uh, yeah, playing off of your point from earlier, like it very much depends on how the producers and editors want to portray it to viewers too. Because obviously there's a lot that we don't see and a lot in terms of like what gets communicated to but that we don't see. And, and you'll hear us bring that up a few times. And really it's be- because, again, we're there's a thousand shows you can watch that you're going to do a better job than us to talk about the recap and talk about the feelings and talk about the guys. Uh, we really want to take this from a fantasy standpoint. And the type of edit that guys are getting is going to dictate their, their fantasy usefulness. Um, and if we have this this developing story about lost love and how it impacts his ability to interact with Michelle. And, and they decide that that's something they want to pull on. You can compare it to the, the fantasy scores and say, okay, well, we're going to talk about X. We're going to talk about a loved one. We're going to talk about a lost family member. And these are going to be fantasy points that hit. So it's always something to keep in mind. Yeah. Uh, Brandon J is uh, 26 years old from Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. A little young. He is a little young. Um, yeah, he's chiseled though. It's a strong he's jaw. A it's a very, it's a very strong jaw. <laughs> uh, um, I want to jump to uh, how he is a self-proclaimed basketball fiend. Uh, however, no reference to playing basketball. Uh, I'm not sure if that'll play with Michelle. You know, we spoke earlier about how she's a little more confident in herself and maybe a little less of this this prissy princess who's on Bachelorette. 
Um, I'm not sure a basketball groupie is going to uh, to catch her attention. Yeah, again, like I think it's going to depend on how he plays it, right? Like if he comes in trying to be like big man on campus versus doing it playfully, I think that she would like the playful. I don't think she'll tolerate big man on campus. I mean, it, it says here he once hopped on stage during a Little Wayne and Drake concert. Um, I went to Summerfest and I saw Megan the Stallion, and there were literally dozens and dozens of people that uh, were on stage. So, while I would like to be on stage at a Little Wayne and Drake concert, I, I just I want to point out that his bullet point not as impressive as it could be. Followed up by number two, which is he loves the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Um, without without alienating like 30% of our potential viewer base. Uh, he might be a little young for Fresh Prince. 26 feels like that was the end of that run, but you know what? Uh, Will Smith is timeless, and uh, if Brandon J. wants to get himself in an entanglement with Michelle, uh, I'm not necessarily against it. I will also say, again, for like people newer to the Bachelor world, um, that third point, he has no interest in ever bungee jumping. This dude is going fucking bungee jumping on the oh, Bachelorette. Yes. <laughs> yes, if he pulls a one-on-one, it's it's pretty much a done deal. It's going to be hype. It's probably going to be bungee jumping. And and just for reference, everybody, if you play uh, Rose League, which I'll, I'll drop a link to the comments in, that's our that's our week-to-week one, uh, crying is positive points. Uh, so if, if they can get him to cry while bungee jumping, uh, you're going to want him on your team that week. Well, and uh, from a from a psychological standpoint too, um, and Rick's laughing at me right now because <laughs> that's what I pull in. Is uh, so one of the reasons why producers, especially on The Bachelor and Bachelorette, love these adrenaline-filled days is that a lot of times contestants will confuse it with feelings of love. Um, and so one of the cool things is that yeah might cry on this date, but we might also hear more admissions of falling in love with Michelle on the same adrenaline filled dates where they're overcoming fears for that reason. I love it. I I hadn't even considered that. That is not only top tier co-hosting. That is what a second place finish sounds like. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) She's going to kill me. We go from Brandon J to Brandon K. Um, they usually don't make it real far. Oh, yeah, I just reread part of this bio, and I was going to make a joke about two Brandons, how one's going to get sent home. Who buys travel insurance? No one buys travel insurance. Apologies if you no. buy travel insurance, viewers, but like. You don't, you don't need to. Have you ever tried to cash in on that? Like, you need, like, a doctor's note. You need your grandmother's death certificate. Like, you're paying for that flight. Yeah. Um... <laughs> it just derailed me. I, I can't even remember what else I had on him other than he loves the cha-cha slide, which... Who doesn't? Yeah. I mean, yeah. You can't have two people with the same name on the show for very long. And between those two Brandons, <laughs> I know which one I'm choosing. Which one? I'm going to jump back and forth here. Uh, you got Brandon J, who she already said had a chiseled jawline. And then when Brandon yeah. K was on screen, she laughed. Uh, Megan, would you like to clarify which which Brandon? Uh... 
Now I'm flip-flopping on my computer, too. Um, I'm going to go with Brandon J. I, for one, am shocked. A little baby, Brandon J. <laughs> but Brandon K. is a polished Southern gentleman. I, yeah, I, I, I can't. I'm, I'm over, I'm over Brandon K. already. I, I don't remember I mean, seeing I, him in any footage. I don't know if he, he maybe had his hair back. I might have missed him, but he just doesn't. He doesn't I, feel. There's no energy. There's no energy on him. Forgettable. He's forgettable. Um, like he's either in middle of the pack, like just like as part of the group dates, and like we don't see much footage of him. Um, or he gets at home like episode one or two. We're three guys in, and I'm gonna go ahead and make a joke, which is gonna undermine what I was saying about being nice to these guys. Uh, so, I, with apologies to all of my car salesmen that might be watching, uh, Brandon K dreams of delivering someone an oversized check for a life-changing amount of money. That just feels like the invite I just got to go and try to win 25k at a car dealership. Um, and quite frankly, Brandon K is not on my list. Sorry, Brandon. I, I made it. I made it nearly twenty minutes of recording without just trashing on one of these guys. I'm... I will also give the caveat that um, a lot of times, like I don't know how you feel about this, but like I feel so. I actually kind of hate looking at these pictures that they take of them because I feel like they don't look like these pictures a lot of times too. When you actually get to like seeing them on camera, um. So, you know, Brandon Kay, if you're listening, you might be cuter than what we're giving you credit for here. And I, you know, I might take it back after episode one. We'll see. And and we'll pull the archived Instagrams from these guys and we'll get we'll get different pictures up to discuss. I won't I won't run the bios for ten weeks. Uh, we'll we'll get footage from the episodes or, or from their from their locked Instagrams because that's that's a bachelor thing. These guys are all on private from the time they start filming until usually when they're eliminated. Um, so just like a little insider tip, that's how you can kind of get timeline on some of these seasons is when people come back to live and you know, they'll go from having 500 viewers when they went on private or 500 subscribers when they went on private to you know, 20,000 followers because girls fell in love with them night one. Um, but to Megan's point, I'm, I'm, just, I'm scrolling through guys real quick here, just real fast. Just so you can see, they're all in the exact same pose. They're all on this white background. It's it's just a cheesy one. They probably snapped five hundred pictures of each guy, with very little variation, and they just they just pick one. Um, so like I got Brian up here. He's got a great smile. Did Brian take five hundred photos better than this one? Probably. Did he take five hundred worse? Quite possibly. Uh, but Brian didn't pick this headshot. So it's hard to yeah. it's hard to hate on them too much because uh, they they are very much interchangeable parts at this point in the season. So Brian is thirty one. Uh, he is an NFL player. Um, I do know that he is a former NFL player um, from Chicago, you know, home sweet home. Uh, what do you think here, Megan? It says he's not a stereotypical jock. Uh, what do you what do you have on Brian? What do I have from him? 
I feel like he would make a fantastic Gaston in Beauty and the Beast. Or even, like, the prince once, like, the beast turns back into a prince. I could go with that. I could see that. Like, <laughs> like the American version of Beauty and the Beast, which probably needs to happen, quite honestly. It did. No, Emma Watson is not American. Ugh. She's not. It was the Disney remake of it, though. Like, it already happened. Uh, I agree to disagree. I would cast I would cast Brian as Gaston in Zendaya's Sleeping Beauty or <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. Sorry, uh, uh, we're gonna get a takedown notice from ABC now. Not be not because of using their pictures off the internet, but because because uh, all we're Disney movies are the same. <laughs> um. Yeah. So like. I mean, just from this picture alone, yeah. Like, Brian has that, like, I don't know. I feel like it's, like, the broad shoulders and, like, the way that his hair is, too. Um, He just, like, has that, like, Disney Prince feel. Um, I don't know. I don't know, like, how that will play with Michelle. Like, I don't know if that's the look that she's going for. Again, I'll be. In, I'll actually be really interested to see what Brian looks like on camera. I agree with that. I I've gotten kind of like a a warrior poet vibe from him. Um, you know, he he a NFL player, very broad shoulders, like you said, very defined features. That that over the top caricature of the Disney prince. Uh, but some of the things he talks about. Believing in fate is always like a mixed bag because people just say that sometimes. But it reads to me like that's maybe the edit he's gonna get. Um, but the edit has to come from somewhere. So it, it's it's he's a world traveler and and he believes that orchids are majestic and and he's in the philosophy. But he's also an NFL player and to perform at that level, you have to be. A physical specimen you have to be cutthroat you have to work your ass off um so if he can pull off uh, a smart guest on for for lack of a better term um i think that might play with her as an athlete and as a teacher yeah yeah probably interested to see like i said what he's like um yeah because i feel like he might have the maturity that she that plays with her. Uh, so for everyone playing at home, Brian's probably going home night one and we won't ever talk about him again, but maybe, no, maybe, maybe the next bachelor. Never know. Maybe. Uh, Casey is 36. He's an advertising creative director, which is almost as made up as my job title uh, from Miami, uh, which is important to mention because he immediately jumps into how he dislikes women who care more about their Instagram stories than making meaningful connections. Uh, which, if you are a long-time Bachelor, Bachelorette, BIP fan, you'll know is all of these women. Uh, and, quite frankly, all of the guys as, as well. Uh, so I, that's the thing that struck me first about Casey, is uh, he is coming on the Bachelorette to get away from... Instagram girls, I I just I I couldn't follow the logic on it. 
I'd love to I'd love to hear any insights you might have. <laughs> um yeah, I mean I feel like normally when when they say that um Casey will then be the guy who is very much looking for fame and is potentially out to be the next bachelor, right? And maybe that's the edit that he gets off of it. Um he is older though. So he's 36 and so that would I think that would make him one of the oldest bachelors, right? He's definitely one of the oldest bachelorette contestants. Like, I think, like, when I looked a couple seasons ago, the average, I think the average age for, like, the bachelor was 28, and the average age for the bachelor was 26. And the contestants are usually plus or minus about five. Have have you met Um, Kenny? I have met Kenny. Well, I've I've seen a lot of Kenny. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, and like there are a couple of older guys in the season, and like I know that like, Casey's not the oldest one of Michelle's guys. And again, like I think that that also speaks to what she's looking for in a partner, and again, like who she is as a bachelorette. Um, where again, like she is looking for something that's more serious. Like she, I think, is someone that very much values that seriousness and like that stability within a person. I honestly think he's doing himself a disservice um, by continuing to dye his hair uh, because he looks like the the just for men guy, and that <laughs> dude's hot. That dude's hot, and I, and I feel like if there's a little more salt mixed in with this salt and pepper on Casey, I think yeah. I think he'd really be rocking it. I don't know if that's from Michelle, um, but like, I, I, if I saw Casey walking down the road, he's a pretty good looking guy. Like I, I'd, yeah. I'd have a drink with him. I'd have a bourbon or two. I don't know if he's a bourbon guy. Well, he's secretly a hippie, likes camping, but hates sleeping in tents. So it's either sambuca or like white wine. Well, and again, like just going off of that, like doesn't like Instagram women. That feels very um very focused on self. The one last thing I'll call it, I I hate that we've spent nearly three minutes on Casey. Um, But he's looking for a woman who's ready to be a mom. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that might be a theme on this season. Uh, Michelle obviously is a a teacher. Um, Loves children. From what we've seen in the preview, will incorporate children, whether at her behest or at Disney's. Um... And is also older. <laughs> I, I, I don't ascribe to any of that nonsense for women, but but is is reaching an age where millennial culture, especially, says that you know you need to have children. Um, I'm I'm very curious with how some of these bios are written, whether or not that becomes a thread later guys that are ready to have kids versus guys that that are are not um so that's something i'll be i'll be looking out for and if it happens early enough that might put casey in a position where if he can articulate that uh it might give him a leg up on guys that might otherwise be less than yeah yeah 
Uh, Chris G, uh, who I believe is the only one bold enough to wear a hoodie in his uh, <laughs> his preview shots. I almost wore my pink hoodie today, uh, but I didn't want to up show uh, Chris here. I'm sorry. He like you need to clarify that he doesn't just have on a hoodie. He also has on a dinner jacket. So does a sports coat and a hoodie offset uh, to just like business casual? No. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Um, he looks like he should work at Google. <laughs> uh, so it's funny you say that because he's number one Canadian uh, and number two a motivational speaker. Um, yeah. So if, if Chris had given a speech at Google, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I bet that he has like either like Vans or like some like super cool sneakers on at the bottom that we can't see. I hate, I hate that you've dragged me into talking shit about these guys. The wheelies on them? I bet he has wheelie shoes. I'm doing badly Uh, enough on my own without you making me talk shit about these guys. Um, I also don't think Chris would drink bourbon with you for the record. I think maybe Ryan so far. So I don't want to spend much more time on Chris G. Um, I do want to read these bullet points for anyone that wouldn't necessarily go and read these bios. Uh, Chris G. loves escape rooms. Chris G. enjoys performing spoken word poetry, which I can get behind. I do a little slam poetry session. There's nothing better than going to an open mic and you hear someone just absolutely kill like a Janis Joplin song on guitar and you're cheering and you get like a slam poetry ready to rock if it's done well. So I can get behind that one. But having two cats, Megan, can you, can you tell us the names of Chris G's cats? Cat and small cat. There is a non-zero chance a small cat is the bigger cat. And that bothers me on a personal level for reasons that I don't think enough therapy could unbury. Uh, but that's enough on Chris, I think. I think I'm I think I'm done with Chris G. I will say, I wonder so prior to the show, um, Rick and I were, were reviewing um some potential new um points that might get added. Um, to this season, and one of the potential new points is heart to hearts with the host. Okay. I see. Do you see where I'm going with this? Yeah. I could Caitlin, who's also Canadian, really given a good heart to heart with Chris G. So if it one time ends up becoming a point, I could see. I could see her. You know, Kate, hanging with Caitlin her also. <laughs> Might leave her husband when she finds out this guy has two cats named Cat and Small Cat. No. Be uh, more attractive than Chris G. Sorry, Chris G. Um. <laughs> you did this. You did this. I. We're moving. We're moving on past Chris G to Chris S. Which again, the 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 same name. The same name counts, okay? We're, we won't rehash that, but just know only one of these Chris's is making it past week two. <laughs> uh, and this is another one where the first thing that jumped out to me, well, no, I was, the first thing that jumped out to me is that in five years, he hopes to be married with 
kids, plural. Um, so, uh, again, the fact that it's being brought up here isn't necessarily because love is about having a family and having children. It's because the producers have put it here. Um, right, wrong, or indifferent, however you feel about families, however you feel about The Bachelorette, quite frankly, the producers choose what goes here. Um, and the fact that it's coming up multiple times tells me that it might be a thread that they push. Something to keep an eye on. Uh, he gives a mean blue steel face. And when I read this, I had to go look up when Zoolander came out. Um, and quite frankly, I think Chris has full of shit. Now, I'm all the way down the rabbit hole now. And I'm talking shit about these guys since it's your fault. Again, we, I mean, we have number two with like that nice chiseled chin, too. It looks great. He, he looks like Jamie, yeah. Jamie Lannister. <laughs> Uh, I mean, <laughs> how stark. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, maybe he'll have like a similar redemption story here. Megan, what are your thoughts on uh, burnt pizza? It doesn't make me, I mean, I would eat it, <laughs> but would you eat it sad or would you just, just eat it with like a glass of red and? Um, I would just eat it knowing that I have nothing else to eat. <laughs> it would just be really complacent. Like, yeah, this just feels right. <laughs> so I'm not familiar with L.A. neighborhoods, but Chris is a commodities broker in West Hollywood. If the burnt pizza makes him sad, I, I think he's probably mismanaging a lot of people's money. I just that's just the vibe I get. Like, like I'm kind of broke. I watch that pizza like a hawk. Like I'd rather eat it undercooked than burn it, because I care. I care about pizza. So I I don't know what to do with Chris here, but I'm 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 down a dark trail already. I do think I do think that Chris makes it to at least week two though. I could get behind that. Rose Knight won. Jawline alone, he, he'd have to come out and do something like sit in a box for four hours. Yeah. No, and I think like I think it's the I think it's the jawline. But like I, I think it's like the that gaze too, like those eyes. Like I think I think that you know, he's a he's a pretty boy. Um and like I yeah, I mean coming from West Hollywood, I think that he probably has some fun things to share and talk about that Michelle might be into. And again, like I think that he'll be interesting enough to keep around. I, uh, I can't find any fault with that logic. Uh, and he's a firm believer that chivalry isn't dead. Uh, so hopefully we see some of that. Cause quite honestly, there's not enough chivalry in this world. Uh, Clayton, uh, is, uh, 28. He's a medical sales rep from Columbia, Missouri. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. Guys from Missouri, red flag, right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, I know a few. I know flag. a few. And, um, mm. <laughs> what, what's your first blush? If, if you're looking just at Clayton, uh, what, what do you got here? I don't know. I 
mean, I think Ben Clayton's like, I mean, he's a good looking guy. He's a guy that I would probably make eye contact with across the bar and like hold it for a couple seconds. Like he's someone that I would keep coming back to gaze wise. Um, and yeah, I try to make him come over and buy me a drink. So it says that uh, his, his, his type, his perfect woman is funny, independent, intelligent, and enough athletic enough to join him at the gym for a workout. I think Michelle runs gassers on this guy until he can't run anymore. I, th- I think she's I think she's going to outpace him a little bit. Oh, 100%. 100%. Uh, his mom is a teacher. Um, and, and again, it's, it's not quite the wanting kids storyline, but we're getting more of these indicators that youth, that children, that interest in that are, are important. Um, and I'm not, I'm not sure how that's going to play out here. I think you'll see a split. Clayton's 28. I think you're going to see a split between the older guys and the younger guys. Um, it's a little disconcerting that he has a rapper alter ego. Okay, but like I, I could see it playing cute. What would be your rapper alter ego? Like, what's your rap name? Um, I, oh, I don't love that I'm saying this. <laughs> um, so back in uh, middle school. I can't remember how I got this nickname, but I got the nickname um, Wawa West. Oh. All right, so this has been our show. Uh, I'll be back next week with a new co-host. Question. I think that would be my rapper name because my raps would be as good as that name. It doesn't, you know, it, it's fine. So so Clayton's rapper alter ego is, is, is Clay Doe. Which at least makes sense, unlike Megan's rapper name, which I don't even want to ask what it grew out of. Uh, if anyone's curious, I think my rapper name would just be Rick Smooth, um, and I would sell I would sell fewer albums, and this video is going to have views. So my mom would buy twenty, um, and down the road I'd be cleaning out her stuff, and I'd find twenty unopened albums <laughs> of my rap album. Uh, but, but Clayto as rap names go is, uh, is not great. Yeah, it's not great, but again, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like it's gonna potentially come off Clayton cute. So we'll see, uh, we'll see what angle Clayton goes here. Uh, Daniel is, uh, 26. He's a firefighter from Texas. And, uh, Daniel looks like a dude I could hang out with. I can't, yeah. I can't quite place it, but I feel like if, if me and Daniel are at the same bar on a, I don't know, let's say a Tuesday night, like we're buying each other tequila shots and we're going to be friends afterwards. I don't know what that has to do with Bachelorette, but that's, that's just the vibe I got off of him. Yeah. So here's what I maybe predict happens with Daniel. Um, granted, he is one of the younger contestants, but... um. So, um, for, yeah, for, um, Matt's season, um, 
I played with my friends um, and for whatever reason, I never wanted to pick Serena P. I just, there was something about her that just like, I don't know what it was. Like, I feel like she probably reminded me of someone from like my past, like the way that she looked. Cause like, she's a super sweet girl. Like I had no reason to like dislike oh, her. Grocery store but Joe likes her. her. Grocery store Joe likes her. Everyone liked her. <laughs> Everyone liked her. Like my friends were like, Megan, like, like she's so nice. Like, I don't understand. Like he clearly, like Matt clearly likes her. And I was like, no, like I just like, don't want to pick her. I don't want her in my lineup. I don't know what it was, but I really did not want to ever choose Serena P. And I feel like Daniel, I'm going to feel the same way about Daniel. Every week, I think it's going to be a challenge for me, if I ever have to pick him, to pick him. I don't know what it is. Like, I can't, could not tell you why. The one thing he calls out in his bio here is that he loves a woman who constantly keeps him on his toes. Um... And for what it's worth, I think that is Michelle. Uh, I think she would keep any of these guys on their toes. Um, very high energy from what we've seen, uh, both on that season and in the previews. Um, well, one other thing on, on that topic, the, the production value for this season seems like a lot. Uh, they did Katie kind of dirty. I we would like... I mean, the pandemic played a big role, but the the first promo we saw from Michelle season where she's in this beautiful ball gown and walking through a you know a huge hallway full of beautiful decorations. I mean, you can do that anywhere. It doesn't even have to be in a real hallway. You could just CG all of that. And they didn't do that for Katie. Um, so I, I'm really excited for Michelle season just because they're traveling again and they seem like they care. <laughs> And I loved Katie, but uh, I think uh, if these guys are looking for someone that's going to have a competitive spirit and keeps them on their toes, they're going to have it with Michelle, and the producers are going to lean into it. Uh, so I'm really excited to see how that how that manifests going forward. Like we haven't really talked about um, the the preview at all, and maybe like you're planning on waiting until the end to do that. But like I know even within like the preview. Um, a lot of like the dates that we saw too, of that they're going to be going on, like she's doing athletic things, right? Like, I mean, she's getting out and they're doing exciting things that I think are very much up her alley. I mean, a, a core piece of her narrative has been the basketball player. It's been the athlete. Um, they've kind of pivoted back and forth between, you know, the, the mother for lack of a, of a better term that the teacher, the, uh, uh, the caretaker and this this strong, bold, athletic woman and how they kind of coexist within her. Uh, so I'm, I'm really excited to see how the show and how Disney and how you know the House of Mouse here kind of promotes that because the, they, they do have a big image problem. And I think they see this as kind of a silver bullet. You know, if you can get this athletic, powerful, bold, forward woman who also has all of these characteristically feminine qualities of, of uh, uh, care and kindness and the softness. Uh, if they can, if they can successfully blend that, uh, I think they're going to be they're going to be in really good shape with this season. You know, I think you'll see the viewership pop back up as people start to talk about it. 
know, it's not Monday Night Football, but it's a Tuesday Night Bachelorette. So, uh, Edward, um, who was the the first? Nope. Go ahead. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> not doing it. <laughs> He's the first. Yeah. Well, no, I'm gonna do it. He's the first person ever in his bachelorette bio sentence one to call himself an amazing wingman. Well, you're on bachelorette. He can't be. He can't be Daniel's wingman. He can't hype up Daniel. It's not gonna work. He's gonna go home night one. I mean, he's going to go home night one. <laughs> The one thing, the one thing I think his bullet points are bullshit. He dreams of visiting Disney World. Well, yeah. If I had a job interview with Disney, you know what else bullshit I'd say? <laughs> yeah, Michelle's great, and I'd love to go to Disney World. Yeah. But the third bullet point uh, kind of touches on what you were talking about earlier with the bungee jumping. Uh, I could see him making it through night one and getting eliminated on the first group date. When an obstacle course kicks his ass. <laughs> but he is a wellness coach. But what is that what does that mean? Um I think it means whatever he wants it to mean. So again, the producers write these bios. Someone writes these bios, right? An intern sits and writes these bios based on the gigantic packet of information these guys have to turn in for their for their application. But framing yourself, right, the character as someone who is asking for a woman who's emotionally articulate, having a healthy appetite for learning and personal growth. Okay, that's this wellness coach speak to me. So I believe that he wrote those things somewhere in his application. But then he jumps to love languages. And whatever your thoughts are on that whole school of thought and human interaction, I don't think Michelle gives a fuck. I feel... I feel like Michelle would appreciate that level of self-awareness. But would she want to marry that level of self-awareness? I think it depends on the package. That's the thing I always lose myself in, is that this is an eight-week show where the ultimate goal for everyone involved, at least on paper, is after eight weeks of knowing someone you're engaged. Um... <laughs> and again, like, like I think, like for me, like that's why, like, I don't think Edward lasts long. <laughs> like, I think he's out like one, one or two. Um, and I think, yeah, I think part of it is that he also he looks young. Um, but I mean, like to your point, there. There's just like a, a misalignment of this bio, right? Yeah, you go from him saying that she should be emotionally articulate and have a healthy appetite of learning and personal growth to she must love dogs because I have a dog named Willow. 
Um, and then we like zoom back to like love languages. And so like, I think whereas there's other profiles here that feel more complete and more like a package that tell like a whole story, his feels very like mixed up and chaotic. That's fair. The, the one other thing I'll call out with Edward, uh, as someone who's friends frequently, uh, will listen to strictly instrumental versions of John Mayer's songs so that I can sing. Uh, I love that he loves John Mayer, especially on road trips. I mean, he looks a little bit like Does John Mayer. Look like John Mayer. <laughs> All right, Edward, we're moving on. We're moving on to Garrett, uh, who might have the widest hair of uh, any single contestant. Um, I'm curious about what he's doing as a tech CEO in Salt Lake City, Utah. Mormonmeat.com. No, see, I know yeah. I can't say shit like that. I can't say shit like that. God damn it. I'm not editing this. <laughs> like, I think, and again, going back to, it's like the whole way that, right, the producers and the editors do this, right? Is that, like, they chose this photo. Like, you're right. Like, this isn't the only photo that he took, but this is the one that they chose. And, like, in this photo... He looks like he's posing for like a cheerleading competition, right? Like it—it's a nice photo, but I think one of the things that Michelle is kind of, or maybe maybe I'm projecting onto her. Um, but I mean, I think just like knowing her athleticism, I feel like she would want someone who feels a little bit more masculine, and that's not the picture that we're seeing. Not that Garrett isn't masculine, but just like the one that the editors and the producers chose here maybe doesn't reflect that side of him as much. I think that's fair. You know, it calls out some of his hobbies and you know, skydiving and paragliding and speed flying. That, that's very adrenaline-fueled. Um, but then also references salsa dancing, uh, which, mm -hmm. while I enjoy... Not necessarily the most masculine activity, as as you've stated. Although some of those salsa dancers, sheesh, let me tell you, they sweep me off my feet anytime. <laughs> uh, the other thing uh, that's called out here is if a woman does not want kids, he's not interested. Yeah. And and again, not to not to beat a dead horse, but but there's a very common thread through this narrative, and and I can't recall. Megan, I don't know if you can. I can't recall if, if children came up in Matt's season with Michelle. Yeah, I can't. I can't I don't remember. She was final two, three? Two. Final two. So it had to have been talked about. I don't know if it made the edit or not. And I, and I can't recall. Matt's season was such a disaster. I've put it from my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, Matt's season was chaotic at best um yeah um i mean before we move on i just want to you know give a shout out to garrett for being a, a plant, plant daddy boy. yeah i figure this is where this is gonna go <laughs> um so yeah how many plants do i have on my living room and my, my porch 
just thirty. Yeah, I would never refer to myself as a plant daddy. Ever. I love my plants. I talk about them. I I give them as gifts. I grow them. I, they're everywhere in my house. They're pervasive in my in my environment. Ah, all right. Moving on fast, Karen. I was going to try to make a bad pun, but I don't think I'm going to be able to um, execute the pronunciation that I want, so we can move on. Look for that one in the comments. Uh, am I going to throw it out there so you can pronounce it incorrectly instead of her? Uh, Jack. Um, okay. Look, right? Different outfit again. We called out... Um, is it Chris? Yeah, Chris G, right? With his Chris different, Woody. with his sport and uh, and sweatshirt. And here we have another different outfit where we have more of a t-shirt sports coat look. So I, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to be good. I'm going to try to be accepting and not hurtful toward these individuals who are putting themselves on TV for our entertainment. I went up all the way to the bottom. Jack loves to play kickball. I'm in. Me and Jack, we can hang out. Yeah. The fact that my new friend Jack might throw up at the sight of an onion is is difficult because, like, onions, they're prevalent in the modern world that we live in. Like, if he's just going to throw up, like, we're going to go to Chipotle, and dude's just going to throw up in line. That's the last time I hang out with Jack. When he throws up a Chipotle looking at onions, that's it. Onions are delicious. <laughs> Not raw. Well, sometimes raw. But. Uh, I'll be interested to see what he does for a living. Um, you'll see this on a lot of Bachelor, Bachelorette seasons. They'll call out the military service. He's a former Army officer. Um. Most likely as a 30-year-old, that is not his current occupation. He is probably not a former Army officer. Uh, I'll be interested to see what exactly comes out, but I, I, I have a feeling that his military background can at least put him and Michelle on a, on a similar footing athletically. Um, I could really easily see it being like a, like a pivot point in the conversation where he asks her a question about her her athletic background and, and brings up that he's ex-military. I can see it being a, a pivot point. I don't know if she'll gobble that up the way that some former contestants would, uh, but I, I could really easily see it being a point where they talk about it, and then they have a conversation about what he does now that gets cut from the show, and we never know. Um, I am curious about Jack. Um because, so he labels himself as being on the shire side. And traditionally for bachelor contestants and bachelorette contestants, that goes one of two ways, right? It's either that they get axed pretty quickly because they're not disclosing enough. They're not making enough of an impact. Or um, if they have enough of a spark with the bachelor or bachelorette, then bachelor or bachelorette almost seeks them out. 
right? It's like, it's like that thrill of the chase and like wanting to like pull information from them. Um, so I don't know where Jack is going to fall with that. And we might get a better idea of that after the first episode. Um, but yeah, I could see it going either way for, for him. The, while you were saying that, the thing that kept popping in my mind was Colton. Um, mm-hmm. Colton was almost cripplingly shy uh, for someone that lived the kind of life that he had lived up to that point. When he came on the show, he was very shy. Um and it cost him. It cost, you know, obviously America fell in love with him. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree with your point 100%. The shyness is a, is a double-edged sword there. I've been thinking like on Ben's season, right? Lauren B. It's a really long time ago. Um, but Lauren B. ended up winning, right? Um, and she was super shy. Like, we, like she hardly got any screen time at all because she literally would freeze up because she had so much anxiety about talking to him. And yet she ended up winning. <laughs> like they got engaged. <laughs> um, and it surprised the hell out of me um, because we hadn't heard much of anything from her because of how shy she was. Um, but behind the scenes, it seems like there were some like really intimate, close conversations that ended up feeling some of that connection. Um, but she was a surprise, I think, for a lot of people just like just watching the show because there wasn't a lot that was given about her. And, th- and that's again the disparity you'll see between Bachelor Nation uh, and Fantasy Bachelor is that uh, a lot of that behind the scenes stuff might inform what we see in an episode, but you're not getting any points for it. Um, so really, it, it's, a, it's a laser focus on. Especially in the week-to-week game, it's what is the what is the story they're telling right now? Who is the villain? Who is the hero? Who are the people who are there to stir up shit? Um, it, it is really it's a different way of looking at the game. Um, and you'll see we we're both fans, and we we'll keep getting lost in the story. Um, but for fantasy specifically, all it really matters is what you see. Because um, those are the things you're gonna get points for on screen. So uh, your your personality can carry you a certain distance, and you absolutely want to have those people on your on your lineups because uh, you get points for for progressing. Um, but I if if we do end up discussing like the season long uh, league two ten views like that's where a lot ten of- views and we'll talk season long next week. But I mean, like, like, that's where maybe more of the comments that we're talking about tonight come into play, too, right? Is like, we're thinking about, like, who's going to make it really far in this game? Um, because we have to pick right after episode one. Like, who's going to make it as far as they can and get the most number of points? So it's like, you want to balance who's going to be making it to the maybe top four with also, like, who's going to, yeah, create a lot of drama, right? Or who's going to be someone that is maybe, like, supernova chemistry but then fizzles out pretty quickly too or maybe doesn't make it to those top four and that's maybe some of the characteristics and personality traits that we're also talking about within this um tonight and we're going real long already so uh, i won't drag us down into a conversation about what season long looks like but uh we will absolutely get into it at, at a later time here uh jamie who is 32 uh biotech ceo from san diego uh, the first thing that jumped out to me about Jamie is that, again, producers, 
but visually very, very different than what we usually see. Uh, they are, they're invoking a lot here visually that we don't usually do. It's not, uh, he's not a buttoned up white guy, right? For lack of a better term. We've had some really strong, uh, black contestants on the bachelor. Yeah. Jamie, again, it's his dress. That might be a little oversimplifying, but very different from the other pictures that the guys are taking. Uh, and I appreciate that. I appreciate a little bit of the diversity, Again, Disney embroiled in all of their nonsense. Um, but this picture stood out to me. As I got into the mm-hmm. bio, I lost a lot of interest. But props to props to putting it out there. And, and again, I don't know if it's him or the producers or, or whatever, but very different visually than what I'm used to seeing, which is a hoodie and a sports coat on a dude with needs a haircut. <laughs> like taking that um yeah i mean like i think i kept coming back to and i know that we're gonna have like our picks at the end here but jamie was someone like i kept coming back to yeah like as i was scrolling through the guys and like i wanted to pick him because he does stick out like he sticks out as someone and like i think that he is intriguing i think even within the bio like he being such a world traveler. Um, and again, like, again, not knowing how much of this, like he wrote, but like even bringing that, the idea of valuing cultural experiences, right? I think that that's a different vibe than like we've been getting from some of the other guys, I think could really, really intrigue Michelle. Yeah. And I think that speaks a little bit to her character. Um, you know, it, it, she's different than some of these recent bachelorettes we've had. And, and I've liked a lot of these bachelorettes, uh, but definitely different. Uh, the last thing I want to call out on Jamie is that he's a liar. <laughs> uh, if you apply for bachelorette without ever having ever watched an episode of reality TV, you're a liar. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't believe you, Jamie. There's no way. If my friends, if my friends are like, oh, I think you'd really like this girl, you should apply, and, and and you apply away before you know who the bachelorette is. It's just how the sequencing of it works. You watch an episode. No one's gonna apply for bachelorette without having seen an episode of Bachelorette. There's no way. He's also my age, which means he grew up when MTV didn't play music videos. He played a whole bunch of bullshit. So you see, what was that one where they they go into people's bedroom with a UV lamp? That's a reality show. Uh-huh. Room crashes, room record. Room Raider. Uh, room Raider. That might it room. Whatever it is, he's exactly my age. You didn't watch MTV growing up. By the way, like that was such a motivator to keep my room clean, even though like <laughs> no one in my room. <laughs> If anyone ever gets a picture of me in high school, you will understand why they would never hurt my room. But <laughs> I like it. Jamie. I like you. You're a liar. You're, there's nothing wrong with being a liar. Just let's own it a little bit. You've watched reality TV one time, once. Can't say never. You don't have to like it, but you've seen an episode of something. Uh, Joe. Now I accidentally stumbled across some stuff. <laughs> Joe is from where Michelle is from. 
Uh, 28 years oh, old yeah. from uh, Minneapolis. Uh, plays basketball. Says basketball is his first true love. Joe feels to me like the producer plants. Joe feels to me like the producers went to Minneapolis and just asked people if they knew who Michelle was and who she had dated in the last year. And they found Joe. I don't like that from a purist standpoint, from an I love the Bachelor franchise standpoint, from from a fantasy standpoint. I love it. Well, and so, and we haven't really talked at all about um, how these guys are getting brought into the preview at all, right? But you disclosed earlier that you and I have both watched the preview for the season. And within the preview for the season, there is drama about her potentially knowing someone who's on the season before coming here. Um, And that one of these guys has previously been in contact with her. Um, and that that is obviously like maybe a leg up for other guys. And so with all that said, maybe that's Joe, because we also know from the, from the preview that he gets a one-on-one date at some point. They're pretty much the same age and they both played basketball at U of M. They know each other without question. The question (laughs) is, do they know each other? Uh, and I'm, and I'm fascinated to see how that plays out. Uh, Megan, do you know? Is Joe the dude that throws the jacket in the pool in the preview? I only I don't think so. I only watched it once because I didn't want to poison my mind too much. But but someone throws no, a, so. throws a jacket in the pool. <laughs> I don't think so. I think that was actually about. I think that was on a date with Nate, and I think that there's drama with Nate who's coming up here in a second. Um. But no, I think Joe's the one who goes on a date with her to the, actually the baseball stadium and like throws out some balls, I believe. So, so more to come. From more to come on Joe. Minnesota Joe here. Uh, Jamari. Jamari, who has a killer smile. Yes. Killer smile. Yeah. Killer smile. 26 eats an entire watermelon every morning there's no way there's no way i mean i would just like like to i don't know get it like a medical workup of his digestive system but i just i feel like i've tried to eat like multiple scoops of mango you can't eat an entire watermelon every morning there's no way it's gonna be a lot of fiber. I mean, he looks pretty cut. Like dude's got. Like I mean, <laughs> there's a bet. There's a bet here somewhere. There's a bet here somewhere. It's watermelon every day for a week, and I think I think we might have to we might have to throw a bet down like week four or something. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I think, I like, I mean, I like the way that Jamari looks. I think that, I think he's going to end up being, like, a good, like, guy that just, like, cruises a couple of weeks. Like, I don't know if he's going to make, like, a big impact. Um, I think he's just going to kind of cruise. The profile's short. I know. There's not a lot of substance there. 
course not. But as you pointed out, he has a really nice smile, and I think that he's attractive. And, like, he does have that personal trainer, like, aspect to him, too. So I think he makes it through a couple weeks. Like, I think that he he's one of those guys that we just don't – you know how, like, it's, like, week four, and you're like, who is this person? <laughs> I mean, he's just in the so background of the shot just looking great. Like, all the guys love him, and Michelle hasn't even met him. <laughs> yeah, and even Michelle's like, who is this guy? And then it's like, oh, it's Jamari. Um, so you're saying maybe early two-on-one date candidate. No, because they save a two-on-one for the drama. Is usually the drama. I'd love to see a two-on-one date with the guys whose name she can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, one of you needs to impress me, or you're both going home. <laughs> I haven't met either of you yet. <laughs> so uh, next up is uh, uh, Leroy. He is 27. Biomedical PhD okay. student. What do you got? I do not understand how people can be in graduate school, let alone at a PhD level, and be on the show. COVID. No. COVID. He's doing homework in his room. He's not. I don't know how PhDs work. I don't know. No. <laughs> Do you have homework? Yeah, you have homework, but you also have like research to do. And biomedical, like, is probably in-person research. He is. Maybe he is biomedically studying bachelorette contestants. Maybe I guess we'll hear him explain his research. Maybe who knows? So again, it's, um, it's, it's a very short period of time. It is. It's not inconceivable to me that on like a fall break, this is what you chose to do with your time. So it is inconceivable to me only because the track record of bachelor and bachelorette contestants who are in graduate school at the time of filming rarely go back and finish their degrees. Um, and that's just like a track record, right? Um, and that's why, like, I don't know, this one just confuses me. <laughs> so, so more to come on, uh, more to come on Leroy. We'll jump past him for now and we'll see if he makes it past night one. He also has, again, like, I think he also has like an interesting story though, too, having like immigrated mm-hmm. here from Africa. Um, I think that. He will have a different perspective, which I, I think could really intrigue Michelle. So, like, I don't like I could see him sticking around at least a couple of weeks. Last thing I'll say about Leroy is that he loves brunch. He also is a big fan of breakfast in bed. Calling out breakfast twice impresses me. That this is a man who should join the brunch squad. Like I, I might, I might send him a hoodie. He he deserves a hoodie. He's he's a breakfast guy. Uh, LT, who challenges me because there's only one LT. All right, I, I'm again 32. Lawrence Taylor it was before my time. Ladainian Tomlinson is the only LT. This guy knows that. He's he's chosen. He's chosen to spit in LT's face. I don't care for that. Uh, I think LT is probably the only 
the only guy we talked about before filming. Um, because I had a freak out about his age and his job. <laughs> and uh, and how it wasn't a fit for Michelle. And, and that's what I, I keep coming back to. Um, I just... Good smile. Seems like a nice looking guy. I'd, I'd like to see more of his cut. He, he kind of feels short to me, which isn't a deal breaker for everybody, but... I read his profile and I, I think about like what he'd bring to the table and I don't see it for Michelle. I think he's a night one sent home kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, and it comes down to this a lot, right? So like when we're picking for night one, it's kind of a shit show. <laughs> like you do the best that you can in terms of like picking people that you know are going to stay um, through night one by looking at the preview, right? Looking at who's on the other group dates, who's getting one-on-ones, like, later on in the season. Because truly, like, night one is really where we first see these guys' personalities come to life. Um, and we and we also, like, really, like, yeah, we've seen Michelle on that season, but we haven't seen her choose people either. And, I, and so, like, I really love night one because, one, we get to see the personalities of the guys. Um, and then two, we also get to see the personality of the lead. And it could be that some of these guys that we're talking about have really immature personalities, right? And maybe in comparison, LT presents really like responsibly and like grounded and stable, which again, I think Michelle is looking for. And so if he does come across that way and you have the complication of other personalities feeling more immature, then he might stay through night one. So, so I hope everyone just saw that. I, I was upset about his name and his job. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Megan comes with this really insightful opinion about who he is as a person and who he is in comparison and, and from, a, from a life and growth standpoint to the other guys we've talked about. And I'm just still here. Just thinking that Michelle's not going to be interested in exchanging love letters. So that that that's the give and take here is that you'll you'll get that that insight and that intelligence, uh, and you'll also get me who just still is upset that Ladainian Tomlinson retired a Charger and never got to play for a good team. I know he was a Jet. I know he was a Jet. So we'll see. We'll see if he makes it through night one, and and that's a lot of the fun. Like like Megan was just speaking to is. We might be completely wrong. She's got X number of roses, and it changes every year, and there's 30 guys. There might be 26. There might be 22. There might be 25. And, I mean, Box James got a rose, and he literally sat in a box for hours. Hours. I don't know how long he was really in there, but the producers would have to believe it was six or seven hours. And he got a rose. So you never know. You never know. Uh, so yeah. I believe this is Martine. Okay. I believe this is Martine from Argentina. Okay. Um, uh, I gotta say, so again, so you and I talked about this, that, so I watched the preview today before we recorded and, um, I made my picks for night one. Um, but before today, yesterday, actually, I made like a preliminary um, 
set of week one picks just based off of like who I found attractive, who I thought Michelle might go for. Um, and I slid over to Martine's profile and I was like, fuck no. <laughs> um, with this like bleach blonde hair and like, he just looks so bro, right? Then I watched the motherfucking preview. He has so much footage. Yes! So much footage. So far. <laughs> um, so I'm fascinated. I am floored, and I cannot wait to see what he is like next week. Like, cannot wait. I have this theory that he's very flat night one. And gets a rose on intrigue. And then blossoms. Yeah. And that's what that. attracts her. She, she's wrong about him. She keeps him because he's whatever. Attractive or intriguing or whatever. And the reason he sticks around is because she's wrong. And that she likes that. She likes the fact that she yeah. read it incorrectly. I, that, that's kind of the vibe I'm getting based on what we've seen. Yeah. As, as a guy who likes to cook, I also love that he can cook basics very well. All caps. I, I don't I don't know what that means, yeah. but I know that cooking basics very well is better than cooking basics badly. Um, yeah. So that that's a that's a big win for me. So I think we're both interested to see how Martine does here. Yeah. Well, and again, I mean, I think going back to again some of like you talked earlier about like kind of themes within the bios too. I mean, like here again, the producers are highlighting the fact that he immigrated from Argentina. Um, so we have another immigrant to the United States that kind of maybe brings that culture or brings that different experience and different perspective. Um, that again, might really intrigue Michelle, who's like kind of like that, like that lifelong learner. Like, like when I think of teachers, I think of people who have that thirst for knowledge, that thirst for exploration and experience. Um, and so I could see her really, really being attracted to some of these personalities and wanting to know their stories. So I'm going to call my first shot here. I've got a couple. The fact that Martine can do a backflip mm-hmm. is absolutely a first impression thing. <laughs> and I would love to see him do a backflip as he introduces himself to Michelle. So that's my that's my first called shot there. I think Martine does a backflip uh, night one. Okay. Uh, Malik. So jumped out to me immediately as a domesticated Renaissance man. Um, <laughs> I really love that way of viewing oneself, being raised by raised by women, surrounded by strong women all the time. Uh, and I know the the impact that can have on not only your psyche but the way you view yourself. Uh, and domesticated yeah. Renaissance man, I, I think is. It's an intriguing self-portrait. I don't know if it's what Michelle wants for herself, um, but I, I'm I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by it. Yeah, I'm. I am. I'm intrigued by him. Um, he has a son as well, um, and so I forget what grade Michelle teaches. I, I want to recall. It's something elementary school though. Um, it's younger and kids. And so there's, yeah, I mean, like, so like there could be like a bonding thing there too, just age wise. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know if he's going to be exactly what she's looking for and that she's going to be exactly what he's looking for either. Um, But I definitely feel like they probably have multiple conversations. Like, I do think that he's going to be someone who sticks around for at least a couple episodes. So Malik's favorite author is Nicholas Sparks. Uh, Megan, Mm -hmm. over under three and a half Nicholas Sparks books that Michelle has read. Under. I think it's way under. I think it's I think it's the notebook. You think it's zero? I think she I, I think she watched it. the notebook and then read it. No. <laughs> Can you name three I... Nicholas Sparks books? Oh god. Okay, the notebook. Um what was that one with the my with Miley Cyrus? Oh, <laughs> the god. last song. The last song, that was totally, I think that was Nicholas Sparks. And then, was the one, oh man, because he, he's had so many of his books turned into movies. There's a ton of them. Um, I think the one with Amanda Seyfried, um, Dear John. Dear John, that was the other one that came to mind, but I couldn't remember if it was him or not. That's with Channing Tatum, right? I know it has Amanda Seyfried in it. Okay, well, that, that, show, that shows you what me and Megan are interested in. <laughs> Those are three, though. I think I got three. I don't know. If, I don't know if I can name another. Uh, there's the yeah, there's no, the I one where the the wife is like a ghost. Uh, wait. Like the. I don't. That's all I've got. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. So the week, anyway, <laughs> I think you guys are on for more than just the first episode. Okay. Um, and actually, so I did have him on my lineup up until I made. Um, before I set you my lineup, I made a last minute change yeah. to shift it. Megan saw my but lineup he, and then made a change to her lineup and republished it. Nope. Not what happened. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, talk more on lineups when we get to them. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, he, he, uh, he was one that I, that I had on my lineup because I, I did think that he was just an intriguing personality. Uh, next is, uh, Nate. And I'm going to go ahead and spell it out because it's a little different than we're used to. It's N-A-Y-T-E. 27 years old from Austin, Texas. And uh, the first line of his bio calls out his smile. And, and, and goddamn, he's got a smile. Uh, yeah. Definitely uh, definitely a charismatic dude. I disliked how they invoke that. And then it's like, oh, he's a six foot eight inch Adonis of a man. Like, yeah, dude looks good. He's also gigantic. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we've watched the preview. Nate gets a lot of footage. I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there. Let Megan talk so I don't say anything dumb. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... I don't know. I feel like his bio comes off as being like, um, like flirty, flirty and almost 30, right? Like it's, um, talks about being the life of the party, talks about, yeah, being like a tall guy, um, having trouble with eating in the past, but then like also is getting ready to settle down. Um, I feel like, if I hadn't watched the preview, right, just reading over his bio, he'd be some, he'd be a contender for me 
for putting in my lineup. I think just be, based off his profile. Um, because of that, like, fun, playful energy and, like, that youthfulness paired with maybe some of those more serious elements, like, wanting to come out. Like, some of those deeper values. It, the, the bio reads very differently than the other ones we've seen. There's not... I love skydiving. I'm afraid of pickles. There's there's none of that kind of shit. Down at the bottom, he, yeah. he likes edi- edible arrangements, which is so weird to say. But but the application for this show is preposterous. So like you're gonna get some of that in there. Um, yeah. But the but the the chunk of it, the main portion of the bio, it just, it reads differently. It, it to me as someone who's watched. Bachelor, Bachelorette, critically from a fantasy standpoint before, it reads mm-hmm. like they have a plan for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so knowing what we know aside, if you just flip through the bios and read the bios, just just notice how different the writing is here. It, it, it's presented in a very different way than not Hoodie Chris or whatever the hell his name was. It's just it's a, it's a different level of expectations a different level of presentation uh, okay um also like my brother with his earrings but... he's got good earrings he's got baby hoops yeah so this one i wrote down I, I did a little bit of research i think i have not heard this man pronounce his own name which is all that matters i think this is olumida so I apologize to everyone who is a native speaker uh, and everyone who has any culture to them at all, if I butchered that. Uh, but I did look it up because I saw some argument on a message board about how this man's name is pronounced. Um, but Olumida, I believe, is the pronunciation. First thing that jumps out to me is he played D1 basketball. Um, mm-hmm. obviously there's a couple, there's a couple ball players or, or wannabe ball players, uh, in these, in these bios here. I think it matters. I think it matters not long-term, but absolutely in the yeah. short term, because that is something that is instantly bonding there. The, the amount of people who are D1 athletes is, is already such a small circle, right? There, there's thousands and thousands of D1 athletes. We get it, yes. There's millions of people in the United States. They're both D1 athletes. I think that's something that immediately links them together. Um, but coming off the heels of the profile we were just talking about, if you look at this profile, it is very thin. It says, I'm a D1 athlete, and then there's almost nothing. Um, so that really jumped out to me. I like they like the theater. Um, you know, I played sports and I acted, and I, I think it's a really cool mix. It's a really cool way to present yourself. Um, so for that to come out in the bio, I, th- I think it's pretty cool as an athlete and uh, you know, a scholar, an actor. You know, I, I think it's something that could carry him for a while. I, my concern from a fantasy standpoint is that. There's absolutely nothing in this bio. Yeah, I mean, he talks a lot about fate. Um, yeah, I mean, I think maybe similar to, I think his name is Chris, the guy that we decided could be guest on. Um, I think he, he could have a similar 
storyline, right, of being, like, that athlete um, who is maybe more of, like, that jock, like, personality, but then has, like, this deeper side to him. Um, and so I'll be interested to see kind of how he comes off, um, especially, I mean, like, with him being an IT analyst, too. Like, he probably has some smarts to him, right? <laughs> or at least I would hope. Or I hope he's good with, like, customer service. Um, so, yeah, I'll be interested to see. Uh, Pardeep, who is a neuroscientist, uh, again, a little bit on the older edge, she's 30, um, but looks like a baby. He does look really young. Mm-hmm. Um, self-proclaimed nerd comes out right away. I, I, I get it. You know, a lot of, a lot of the scientists I know are nerds. Uh, hey, shout out Dame if you get two hours into our, into our video. Um, <laughs> He seems very, I want to say genuine. Again, we're getting a snapshot. Um, yeah. Sleeping in on Saturdays, calling yourself a nerd, being proud about your work, you know, buttoning yourself up in a lab, and then being anything but serious afterwards. And then, like, not wanting to sit on park benches. Like, like I, I feel this. Like, I... I this profile to me feels more like an individual than a lot of the other ones do. So he probably didn't write a single word of it, uh, but but this one just it stood out to me as different from the others in that it felt genuine. It does feel very genuine, but I think I I agree that it feels very different too than the other ones, and I. I don't know how that genuineness is going to translate um, and whether Michelle will go for this type of a guy, right? Who's like a little bit nerdier, right? He's not an athlete. He has, from what this bio suggests, he has zero athletic bones in his body, <laughs> maybe a pinky finger. Um, like that's just like not his jam which is fine and which is wonderful. And I love the way that he just like owns himself. But if we're thinking about Michelle, she is looking for someone who can join her, right? Who can be athletic, who can go on hikes, who can play basketball, who can do all these like fun things with her um, that require a lot of athleticism and and, um, coordination and everything else. And I don't know if Hardeep is going to be able to, to keep up with that. I think it's a really fair way to look at it. Uh, I'll be interested to see if he makes it through night one. I think if he makes it through night one, he could be one of those ones we're talking about where he's hanging around week five and we haven't seen a whole lot of footage, but he's just kind of hanging out. You know, we get that shot. There's the one guy with the one-on-one date and the seven dudes on the group date and Pardeep's just hanging out there with the two guys that are left. Like, oh, I hope we get a group date and it's not going to be. Yeah, I do think it'll be telling though, um, so again, like when we're looking at who Michelle ends up cutting like week one, um, I think it will be telling in terms of like kind of what she's looking for, right? So like if Pardeep is one of the guys that ends up getting cut, maybe that suggests to us that she is looking for someone with more of the athleticism um, or someone that just like has, um, yeah, like a, just like a different type of personality, right? So. Uh, next up is Peter whose job bothers me on a personal level. 
Um, go ahead. I, I can't right now. I need a second. <laughs> it's officially thunderstorming here. And, and so my dog is officially in my lab. <laughs> so you will see his head. Um, yeah. Um, I hate being a pizza preneur. <laughs> like I, I get the concept of it and I get that an intern definitely like came up with that title probably um, but I okay so here's my prediction my prediction is that Peter is one of the guys that stirs the pot and makes the drama he just has that vibe to him. Is is pizza Italian food no American Italian food. <laughs> Can you get a pizza in Italy or is it like a flatbread? Like, I think it's like a flatbread. I mean, like, pizza was made in America. I'm pretty sure. I don't want to do any more, Peter. I, I think you're probably right with Peter. He, he looks like the kind of guy that's just going to cause all kinds of trouble. Yeah. I think he's going to stir the pot a lot. And he doesn't like libraries, so. What I. I have. <laughs> That's such a weird thing too. What I do like is that he loves red wine. Uh, so one of one of our house rules that we go with is no white wine after dark. Um, mm -hmm. And I feel like Peter is going to be the guy who is also saying similar stupid things <laughs> to the guys in the house and pushing the red wine instead of the uh, the white. I mean, I will ask you: um, Is calling yourself a vino head better or worse than calling yourself a plant daddy? Uh, I'm going to go with better, but better doesn't mean okay. <laughs> like, like if you want to be a, like a, like a wino head, yeah. but like a, a vino head, like I, I understand the, the language, but ah, I just, it's better than plant daddy. Uh, okay. PJ, go go ahead because you were you were primed and ready. Go for it. You go first in this one. PJ's the coolest dude. Like <laughs> PJ's the coolest dude. I saw this picture and I'm like, okay, all right, PJ. Like, okay. <laughs> from from the chains to the earring to that that fucking grin. This dude fucks. Yeah. I, this dude fucks. I want, I want him to have some like parachute pants where he can do like <laughs> where he can do like some like nineties dancing. I I think this is the dude and I, I spoiler alert right here. Cut forward thirty seconds if you don't want the spoilers. I think this is the dude who shows up and he goes, Will you accept this hose? Off the fire truck. I didn't realize that was a I thing. think I saw an Instagram video or something, but somebody comes up in a fire truck. I think there's another guy who's like a, there's another guy who's a firefighter. There is. I think it's Daniel, the one who. Where was Daniel? I think Daniel was also from Houston. Maybe they know each other. But no, I mean, PJ definitely looks like more of that guy. Okay, so PJ strikes me. He just has that like 80s, 90s vibe to him. Yeah. 
he would be in an 80s, 90s music video. Like, I... <laughs> I love the song um, I Want to Sex You Up by Color Me Bad. And the music video for that is just, like, hilarious. Where it's just, like, a bunch of guys like, in their apartments and, like, you're, like, going through each of them. But, like, he'd totally be one of the guys in the apartment building in that music video. Yeah, Like, I, right here. I have no counter-argument. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> I mean, from, from, the, from the firefighting puns in his bio... Again, calling out again that he's ready to have a family of his own. Yeah. To the bottom, where the only thing that really throws me is that he likes Rubik's cubes, which is weird. But like, no, like that's. But like, if he came up and spoke in the third person, he goes, "PJ does not enjoy the opera." I'd be like, "You know what? I don't like the opera either." Because <laughs> I'm in. I'm in on PJ. I hope he goes. I hope he goes real far. And I don't know if I have a real strong opinion on. Him and Michelle, but like I want to add PJ to the bromance that we just found in BIP, and I want all these guys hanging out together. Okay, so I 100% was about to say, like, I if PJ is the one who says, say it, they're really say uh, it, a fire. Um, I want him on Bachelor in Paradise next season, like, I like that, like that's where I want him. I don't want him and Michelle together because I want him in Bachelor in Paradise. I'm fine with that, I'm fine with that. <laughs> So, uh, and yeah, we can just stop the show here. PJ, cool as shit. <laughs> PJ, hit us up. <laughs> so next up is Rick. And if there's one thing I've learned in my life is that you can't trust a Rick. Um, Rick was 32. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'll try to put my, my name bias aside. I just I can't I can't find anything in his profile that tells me this is a good idea for Michelle. From the from the hashtag swoon to saying that Hitch taught him everything he needs to know about life. Yeah. Um and then again, like we've talked about a couple times, that last bullet point, if he makes it anywhere, he's going on a two on one. He's going on a two on one date and he's getting sent home. Well, and so again, going back to like the preview, right? We know that one of these guys is being super shady and like planning out methodically what he's doing on the show um, and like taking notes and everything. I, at this point, with the limited information we have, mostly based off of comment number two <laughs> about Hitch being. The, the movie that taught him everything he knows, I want to say it's Rick. He looks a little sneaky. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... I hate I hate that I've dragged myself down this level again, but like I, I can't find anything to like about this guy. Also, if we get 20 views on this video, I <laughs> vote that you take that picture and do a side-by-side. Okay. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in for 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 20 views. <laughs> yeah. Rick off. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's a single person in the world that can wear that shirt successfully. So, <laughs> probably gonna be a mess. There's no chest here either. Okay, we're moving on past Rick. Rodney. 
Rodney, who I know you want to talk about. <laughs> okay, my prediction is, okay, so I, again, when I made my preliminary list yesterday, it's like, there's no way Rodney's, like, Rodney's cut. <laughs> like, night one, Rodney's going to get cut. Um, tell and tell everyone some... what you nicknamed him, Megan, when you saw his picture for the first time. I didn't give him a nickname. I just pointed out that he has a very um, short neck with um, some very pronounced shoulders. Let me go to our notes real quick here because I've been mean to a whole bunch of these guys. Uh, Megan typed Rodney. Short neck. Yeah. It's identifying information. And again, it's a picture that he didn't choose. Yeah. His neck looks short. It's it does. it's worse in the whole body shot. It is. It's worse in the whole body shot. And I will say, so like I didn't realize before today reading the profile that he had been a football player, which I think makes more sense to me too, especially if he was like a linebacker um, or like a defensive back, right? Like building up against some of those shoulder muscles. Um, but no, so like when, when I saw Rodney, I definitely did not think that he was going to be making it past night one. Um, just again, because like, I think he doesn't stand out to me, right? Like visually he doesn't stand out to me. But then I watched the preview, and Michelle really likes him. He's everywhere. Yeah. And he's speaking insightfully so, about himself. And... Yeah, and, like, doing dares where he, like, runs down the staircase naked. <laughs> like, I, I am predicting, I mean, kind of like we said before, right, that, like, maybe some of these jocks are getting, like, end up having this, like, very, like, sweet, genuine, soft, like, interior and, like, I think that Rodney does a really good job at talking about it, right? And, like, showing it in a way that maybe some of the other people who are super athletic or maybe played sports aren't able to do. Like, I think that Rodney is going to end up excelling at it way more than some of the other guys. And, again, from a strictly fantasy standpoint, you want to watch the previews and you want to dive into that footage as as much as you can because especially in the week-to-week game it doesn't matter who you like and it doesn't matter who michelle likes it matters what is the next two hours of bachelorette going to show you um so having all that footage of rodney for me really changed my mind it really moved me from being completely out on him to uh, also having him in in my week one lineup um I think he's going to show up in a big way early, uh, and I think it's going to last for a little bit. And uh, you know, he's he's someone I'm considering for season long. Yeah, me too. I think he's going to be a sweetheart. Like, I think that he's going to be a super genuine, like, nice guy. And the Michelle is really going to vibe with that. And we're going to be sitting here eight weeks from now, apologizing to Rodney. <laughs> Rodney, I'm already very sorry. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, I, especially, I mean, like, in my preview, too, like, Michelle talks about, like, being the one that was never chosen, right? Kind of feeling like an outcast because of, like, because of, like, who she is, right? Because of her athleticism, because of her assertiveness. And so, like, I think if 
some like if someone like Rodney, right? If a guy like Rodney can make her feel special and can make her feel held, I think that's gonna go so far with her. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited to see how it plays out because like we we had very again very very small data, uh, but but very low expectations for Rodney and. I think for both of us, yeah. it shifted violently within you know, 30 seconds of that three-minute preview. So, uh, yeah. Next up is... Well, go ahead. I mean, I, I guess, like, again, like, I think for me, too, going into night one, I, as I kind of mentioned earlier, it's always, for me, it feels such like a clusterfuck of just, like, meh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know who's going to do it. Um, but, like, I feel like for me, it's almost like we're playing, like, Tinder, Right. Where it's very much like night one feels very much based on like the initial chemistry, but also like it, it is a lot on looks. Right. It's a lot on that physical um, just because you don't like Michelle isn't going to know much about these guys. We don't know a lot about these guys other than what the producers have given us so far in this bio. And so it very much is like we're swiping on Tinder um, as we're choosing for night one, it, especially like if we never had the pre like like if we didn't have the preview, like you and I are sitting here swiping on Tinder trying to figure out which of these guys is going to make it. Rodney might be one you accidentally super like and then unmatch. <laughs> well, then I'm like super happy that I did. Uh, so next up is uh, Romeo, who's 32. He's a mathematician. Uh, and this is yeah. my second called shot because this dude is showing yeah. up and he's doing some uh-huh. bullshit Romeo Juliet thing as his icebreaker. Uh-huh. And I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm ready for it. Um, and I thought that when I saw his name, and then I read his profile, and I think it still happens. And I think he goes home night one. <laughs> yeah, like he is dripping, <laughs> dripping in bad, just bad analogies, <laughs> connections. To his name. Um, he also wants to go to Burning Man one day, and I don't, I don't know if Michelle's the type of girl who wants to go to Burning Man. I feel like you also just go to Burning Man. I, I guess being from New York is a little bit different than being from anywhere else in the country. Like it's not hard to get out west. Like just go, yeah. just go, man. Like enjoy, do it. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know well, your name's gonna play. You dress up like like Romeo, like. <laughs> If that'll play. Yeah. That'll play at Burning Man. He's going to do just fine. I just don't know. Yeah. I think he goes home night one. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, <laughs> Ryan. He's cute. Yeah, he is cute. Another one of the guys with a good smile. There's like a good set of smiles in this group where I feel like that's not always the case. I'm such like a teeth and mouth guy. Like, you just gotta look good. I don't know. Like, that, like that's one of the first things you see when you meet somebody. Like, you, your teeth and your smile gotta be on point. Like, I feel like a lot of these guys have it. Yeah. And Ryan smiles like I just did. <laughs> nice teeth though. <laughs> uh, Ryan is thirty from uh, San Jose, and. He, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on him because, quite frankly, he wasn't that interesting to me. 
Yeah. I mean, the fact that he has a raisin ranch. Which, just so we can be clear, is a grape ranch where <laughs> they let the grapes dry? Like, like, is that... I, I have no idea what a raisin ranch is. Like, I'm, I'm picturing in my head it's almost like a coffee plantation. Where you just, like, let all yeah. the coffee dry. But it's grapes. <laughs> you know, I'm assuming it's, like, not wine-grade grapes. Yeah. But it's not something yeah. I've ever thought of before. I thought the California Raisin guys made all the raisins. Yeah, maybe he is one of the California Raisin guys. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't have anything on them. I don't have anything other than the Raisin Ranch thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I think he's not going to go very far or if he does, he's going to be again like that guy that in week four or five were like, who is this? So next up is Spencer, who rocks that turtleneck. Uh, I feel like Brendan and his performance on BIP really killed the turtleneck gang for a lot of these guys. Uh, yeah. But 25, uh, you know, pretty pretty young. I think the youngest, the youngest person on the show. Yeah. Um, profile reads pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, speaks of family. But there's not a whole lot of other substance in here. I know, obviously, mm-hmm. calls out being athletic, um, speaks on the kids he already has. And I kind of like that. I'm not sure if he's going to have enough attractive force to pull her in versus some of these other guys. Um, yeah. He doesn't seem to have the charisma for me to. to bank on that family angle night one and i don't know if there's enough else going on where he'll stay well and again i think like what you said especially considering some of the other profiles right and like the way that some of the other profiles read like yeah like his has a lot of information in it um but just the way that it comes off it doesn't have the same that same power to it so the the family thing's big yeah. I just, I don't think there's a whole lot of runway for Spencer. Yeah. Will, also tur- yeah. turtleneck gang, the charisma just drips off this guy. Yeah, from Michigan. From Michigan. <laughs> and he has that, so he has the school edge, right, with being an academic interventionalist. Um, I don't know what that is. So, um, what I would suspect it is, right, not having He's a, he's a school counselor, right? Like, No, so I was actually thinking that he would be someone who does pull-out services for kids. Uh, so, like, kids, like, reading or math, like, he, like, pulls them out and, like, intervenes in, like, their they're learning to help them catch up. Okay. Which I could, I could see Michelle really appreciating like that role that he plays. Right. And like how he helps support those kids who are struggling. See that 
He says he's looking for a, a spur of the moment adventure type of woman. I think that definitely matches the vibe Michelle gives off and kind of the persona that she's pushed. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll, I'll go. I'll I'll dip back. I'll dip back down the hill a little bit here. Dudes that are in the horoscopes are are weird. <laughs> He's a Leo, though. So, I almost Googled are Leos weirdly in the horoscopes. And I decided yeah. to leave it alone because I felt myself being a dick again. But now you want to Google it? I didn't. I didn't do it. If he makes it past <laughs> night one, I'm Googling it. Um, okay. I love I love the swagger. I love the first half of the bio. The the true romantic shit is is what it is. It's producer speak nonsense in there. The hating getting money as a gift, I, I can chalk up to wanting your relationships and interaction to be a little deeper. Mm-hmm. The horoscope thing really threw me. I, I didn't expect it, um, and I don't know why I'm so stuck on it. Because um, because I'm I'm intrigued. I'm interested in Will. I think I think yeah. Will has what it takes to to go a decent ways in. Yeah. But I think if he's too yeah. vocal about weird shit. That she's just gonna send them home. <laughs> it's just there's not a delicate way to put that. Maybe Michelle's in the horoscope, so we don't know it yet. Could be. Like I said, they're, they're, they rarely put stuff in here for no reason, but sometimes the reason is to make these guys look a certain way. Like like the one guy who loves pickles. Like I, no one gives a shit. Well, and one of the things that I do appreciate about contestants going from being on the Bachelor Bachelorette to being the Bachelor Bachelorette is that you get to know them in like a certain way when they're contestants, right? And like you get to like get this vibe from them and you kind of hear some of their story and like, but then you get to see so much more of them when they're the lead, right? Um, And sometimes the story changes. Um, but a lot of times what it is, is you just like add more information. And so I am like, I'm excited to learn more about Michelle, um, and to learn more about like who she is and what she's looking for and like what she's interested in. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I'll be intrigued to see which of these fun three facts, um, from all of the guys, um, really play into some of those characteristics about Michelle that we don't know about yet. Yeah. Maybe that's something we'll have to do when they cut. X amount of these guys is roll back through and see if any of it was relevant night one and uh, and go from there. Um, yeah. So those are the guys. Um, these next these next two pages here. Night one for weekly is easy because uh, everyone's priced the same. We don't know exactly what to think of people. The way weekly works is that the pricing is dynamic. If you've ever played. DraftKings or FanDuel or anything like that, it's dynamic pricing based on an algorithm, right? Based on performance. Um, so if somebody, say it's Alec, because he's at the top of the page here. If Alec blows everybody away night one and he's amazing and he kissed her 15 times and told her he loved her already, he's going to be very expensive for week two. So you have to pick six players. You get a hundred roses, and you gotta fit everybody in. You gotta fit everybody in there. Um, 
So these are the, the week one pricing. Again, everyone is 16. Uh, and I'll drop a link to, to our specific league uh, in the comments. Um, but very cool setup, very cool way to play. Uh, the scoring uh, is, is toward the front of this video. So Megan and I have both assembled rosters. Um, we, again, have watched only the the preview material released by ABC. No breakdowns, no sleuthing, none of that kind of stuff. I know as soon as we're done recording, we're both going to run off and watch it and change our lineups. But we'll try to keep these pretty close. These, these are based on what we know right now. Um, and unless something truly revolutionary comes through, I think our intention is to, to leave these yeah. pretty close week to week. Uh, until we get too competitive or someone from our group catches us. Um, so this is our lineup. Um, you'll see mine was in like two days previous and you know, way more advanced from a selection standpoint. <laughs> uh, but these are, these are our lineups for night one. So, so night one fantasy, really what you're looking for is people moving on. It's really, really hard to predict the first impression rose, which is big points. And it's really, really hard to predict things like kissing the bachelorette, um, starting fights, talking trash about other opponents, because there's just there's so much that goes on night one. If you've watched Bachelor Bachelorette before, you know there's just there's so many people, there's so much happening. It's really hard to predict. Uh, but that's why the previews are so important, because if you catch something... Um, it, it can make or break your lineup. But but really, from a base level, what you want is you want guys that move on. You're going to lose points for guys that don't move on. You're going to get points for guys that get roses. It's, it's really that simple. Um, so here, you'll see a lot of a lot of similarities here. Um, and we'll real quick run through them and anything that stands out about them. Uh, but you'll see that Clayton, Nate, Martin, Rodney... And Brandon are in both of our lineups, uh, with Joe and Will kind of being the outliers here. Um, that should tell you a lot about the way we approach it. Doesn't necessarily mean this is the best lineup. There's thousands and thousands of people who play this game, um, but the the way we construct our rosters is is very similar. These are people we think have some longevity. These are people who, according to the preview. Had some screen time. Um, I know for me, there are some some things I saw in the preview that that definitely put front runners in my mind. Um, I know for me, Clayton was one that I wasn't sure how deep he'd go, uh, and just some of the context of the footage he had. Um, I, it, it's something I'm strongly considering for for season long, and, and then week over week. Obviously, if, if you make it six weeks in, you get five roses. Um, so those are the kind of things that are really important to call out. Um, did you have anything to add on, on that front, Megan, from a general roster standpoint? I think for me, again, just like, um, learning from other, um, podcasts, right. Or other videos of people like doing like the episode breakdowns or even like the preview breakdowns, um, looking for outfit changes, <laughs> always um fun especially like when you when you're looking at the season long um so looking at the season here you know like trying to predict, predict that first impression rose is really challenging and so looking for any clips where michelle seems to be wearing that dress that she's wearing <laughs> night one 
to see what she's doing or who she's talking with, who she's interacting with um, as a way of maybe trying to like bridge some of that or try to get in with some of those big points in the first episode. And obviously we're new kids on the block, so I'm going to shamelessly plug and tag everybody. So one that we keep referencing is, is Bachelor Fan Take, who I will absolutely be dropping a link for in the comments and, and tagging on this post. Um, phenomenal resource. Does a, a great job taking a three-minute preview and turning it into a 20-minute video, taking it frame by frame and looking for those things Megan was just referring to, the outfit changes, the the referencing one person's earring in one shot with a jacket in front. And that means that this jacket was being worn when this other thing was happening. And with a three minute preview, we know who's won and we know who goes home and it's all, it's all locked in already. We've got it figured out. Uh, so the, the one outlier in our lineups, uh, I, I have Joe. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the big thing with Joe is uh, spoilers, 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 spoilers. I know Joe has a one-on-one date when they change venue. So I know he moves on. I also know that the kind of connection that would spur a one-on-one date that late in the season is probably something that started early. Um, so from a safety standpoint for me, I thought that someone who in theory would have a connection and I know is moving on is who I want. I'm going to get the points for his rose. I might get some kind of points for whatever interactions he has when he's introducing himself to this person who is still spitting X weeks later. Uh, so for me, that was really, that was really why I pulled Joe. Yeah. And for me, it was similar. So when I watched the preview, it looks like Will is also one of the one-on-ones um, a little bit later in the season. And so, um, and they're seeing kind of, you know, make it out hardcore during that. There's some passion um, which is always good to see, especially like when you're getting to that one-on-one stage. Um, but also I think for me, Will, Will kind of feels like a wild card in a way too. Like he, he has some excitement behind it. Like there, there's a lot that I like about Will. And then there's also some things that I'm not sure about. Um, and as Rick knows, I like to throw in at least like one wild card every week. I'm trying to, you know, upstage Rook here. (laughs) Sometimes it pays off for me and sometimes it doesn't. Um, And so this is going to go well. And yeah, I'm hoping that he comes out really strong. And I feel like he could be one of those guys who comes out like super just amped and like ready to go and like has that energy to really pull some points during week one. Well, some of these other guys we've kind of talked to death. um, And and again, it's because we've ascertained quite a bit about him. That's why we had more to talk about with some of these guys than the other ones. Uh, we won't do any blatant spoilers right now. Again, if we get 10 views, we'll make another video. Uh, and uh, talking season long, we will be talking some spoilers. So we'll probably split up kind of a recap and then season long discussion because you can't adequately plan season long without being aware of at least some spoilers. Uh, you don't have to go looking for them. You don't have to, to dig around on Reality Steve and people's Instagrams and stalk people at outside spin shops in uh, Scottsdale. Uh, I don't know who would do that. It's a weird thing to do. But uh, you at least have to know. And do those things for the record. Most of it's legal, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but for season longs, a lot of it is is the minutia of the game and finding those final four and final two and who you think might be the champion, who you think might be the next bachelor. Um, so again, no spoilers right now. You can go find all that if you want. Uh, these are our week one lineups as of October 12th. Uh, we reserve the right to make a couple changes here and there if we find out who gets the first impression rose or find out who gets into some drama. Sometimes that stuff drops when they start uh, putting the, the preview packages for commercials and stuff out. Uh, but that's kind of that's kind of the breakdown. So we'll uh, we'll see how this show does. But uh, really wanted to approach it from a from a a different angle than a lot of the other shows are. Uh, you know, not a lot of people talk fantasy, and not a lot of people will, will break it down for you like Megan will about the the psychological motivators of uh, some of these guys based on childhood trauma they've experienced. <laughs> Uh, so th- I hope that uh, I hope some, some people find some value in that, and that we can we can keep doing this. Uh, uh, the links for pretty much everything we've talked about will be in the comments, and uh, hope to see y'all next week. <laughs>